why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you not delegating it? Why are you? So the, the, the answer to that is functional and process accountability, functional accountability, but also process accountability. A lot of people resist. They go, well, I've been doing this for so long, but you shouldn't be doing it. It should be, you know, Anthony doing it. It should be Martin. It should be Christine that's doing it because they've got the attitude, skill, knowledge, and experience. And it's really the functional accountability is within that department. Welcome to the Strategy and Leadership Podcast, the podcast that brings you practical advice, lessons, and stories from senior leaders and thought leaders from around the world. The Strategy and Leadership Podcast is brought to you by SME Strategy, working with organizations around the world to create and implement their strategic plans. To learn more, visit smestrategy.net. And now, your host, Anthony Taylor. Hey there, folks. Welcome to today's episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. My name is Anthony Taylor, and today I'm joined by Martin Hunter, who is the managing partner at Urgio. Martin, how are you today? I'm good. Sun is shining. Can't complain. Excellent. I love it. And we just found out we're maybe not neighbors, but neighborhood uh, proximity associates. So that's pretty cool. 20 minutes, maybe at the most walking. Uh, walking. Yeah, there we go. I was going to say. Uh, so Martin, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, uh, a little bit about your background, how you got to today and what keeps you excited on a day-to-day basis. I am the managing partner of an organization, which is basically for the people who are out there, we are an IMO. We're an integration management office. So when there's a transaction or an organization is looking to scale, and we are not coaches, we are not mentors, we come in and we help the business, hands-on, sleeves rolled up, blue-collared kind of approach. Let's get the tools out and let's fix this so that we create singularity of purpose for the organization that is scaling. Or if there's a transaction where there is a financial institute that's investing in the business that wants to scale the business, or there's a strategic buyer who's looking at buying a business and they want it to be, you know, the roll up and the the merger to really work well is to bring people who've got that enterprise knowledge, a lot of small to medium enterprise when it comes time to transitioning to a more corporate environment of scaling, of growing, a lot of people don't know what systems or tools that they need to put in place to be able to do that. So that's uh, it's it's version 2.0 of Urgio. It's fun. It's fun. We've got SWAT teams that go into businesses. It's always different, but always the same kind of uh, a spanner is a spanner, a hammer is a hammer. But what you build with, it could be very different from one operation to another. Awesome. Well, it's funny that you mentioned SWAT team. So going back to your previous experience with the Canadian Armed Forces, and you've also been with large organizations like Shell and NEC. And I imagine that you've seen, you know, all of those things firsthand. And then also, you know, as you go through, you have small businesses. In a lot of ways, they have to reinvent the wheel because they don't have those tools or they don't know how to use the tools. And so it sounds like really, especially as they're entering into that uncharted territory that you get to help them, you know, make that transition and make that integration as seamless as possible. It it is it's it amazes me how a small to medium enterprise can be exactly the same as valley, you know, a mega mining giant or total in oil and gas. It is, there are so many similarities. When you talk about a business unit, you talk about an employee, you talk about frontline supervisors, leaders of leaders, all those functions are identical because the transaction, the relationship transaction or the management is a one-to-one basis. So 
although you, you can have 81,000 people in your organization, it always comes back to how does that relationship work for the person who is actually delivering the work? Now, span of control is the difference between a small enterprise to a large enterprise because you have to add layers of complexity in the span of control of an organization. When you have five employees, you go six employees and you go, oh, that's a little too much for me. I need to think about hiring somebody else to be able to kind of flatten out the work, if you want to call it that, so that I'm not overwhelmed. And in a lot of issues with small to medium enterprise, the, the, the person who calls themselves the CEO is not really a CEO. They're a chief everything officer, which is where I know that you can add a lot of value strategically. A lot of people are doers, doers, doers. At a certain point, they need to put a break in what they do and say, okay, I need to I need to spend time thinking a little bit more. And that's where, you know, that complexity is important in the plan, do, track, adjust, continuous improvement cycle. Yeah, absolutely. Do you see, call it like a type of regularity in terms of those like scaling events, like, you know, going from one to two or two to five or five to 20, 20 to 50? Like, do you see a, a regular cycle um, in the organizations either that you've worked with or you've interacted with your time in the various organizations? Yeah, at, at a certain point, people get so caught up in the process of building that they forget that operational excellence is an organization's ability and mindset to see, deliver, and improve the value to the customer. They tend to forget that singularity of purpose. I've said that twice now. As the organization gets bigger, oh, we need an HR department. We need this. Well, is, is it critical to the value flow of the organization? If the answer is yes, then okay, yes. But you always have to hold on. And I don't say guidelines, but I say centerline. You always have to hold on to that value flow to the customer, which is the centerline. And you can reach out as far as you can. But if you can't reach it, and, and, and you're disconnected, then it shouldn't be connected to your business at all. It should be its own business. There's nothing wrong with having a different idea, but it should not be attached to that particular business idea. Yeah. So if I understand that, so it makes a lot of sense, like making sure we don't lose sight of, you know, our mission or the reason why we're doing it, which in a for-profit enterprise, even a not-for-profit, it's to deliver value. And then if as a CEO, you're saying, hey, I want to add headcount. Well, are you adding headcount because it's like a vanity thing? Or are you adding headcount because it's going to add value to the customer? And in a lot of cases, it still will, as in if this task for, takes off a, a job of the chief mm -hmm. ever, everything officer so they can do work somewhere else, it's ultimately going to help them add more value to the customer, Is if I understand what you're saying. Absolutely. Is when you're building your annual operating plan, your quarterly operating plan, you know, a key component is your resource plan, right? So you go, hey, we need other people. Okay, great. Why do you need people? Oftentimes we get caught up. We go, oh, and I'm coming back to HR because oftentimes HR is kind of the the first step to saying, oh, I, I'm I'm a, a big company now. I need somebody in charge of HR. And so it, it's, it's not that you don't need it, is same thing as safety and leadership. HR is a critical activity that everybody should do because we think of HR as recruiting, but performance management is a key component that every leader should be able to do within the organization without having, you know, an HR department or safety department. Safety is not in charge of safety. Safety is in charge of the processes that enable good safety performance within the organization. Same thing with HR. So to answer your question, the biggest thing is to ensure that 
you are very well aligned with your strategy, no matter if you're two people or 81,000 people. Hey, you're preaching to the crowd over here. So <laughs> preaching to the choir. So what would you say? You know, you mentioned like the transactions, you mentioned the integration, you mentioned like all of the stuff that you do, like hands on on the ground. Mm-hmm. In that experience, what would you say is the thing that people resist the most? Like you're coming in, you're bringing your expertise, you're sharing people something that they don't know, but they're resistant to it for whatever reason. But when they get over that hump, it's like that game changing thing for their business. Is is there something like that that you experience? Absolutely. I think the the mindset of empowerment. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you not delegating it? Why are you? So the, the, the answer to that is functional and process accountability, functional accountability, but also process accountability. A lot of people resist. They go, well, I've been doing this for so long, but you shouldn't be doing it. It should be, you know, Anthony doing it. It should be Martin. It should be Christine that's doing it because they've got the attitude, skill, knowledge, and experience. And it's really the functional accountability is within that department. We tend to get, we tend to get assigned roles and responsibilities to the person who's been there. And we're kind of stuck in that rut of, Hey, we've always done it this way. And I think that the one thing that I've learned in my years in, in working in Japan and, and implementing Kaizen is always challenging the status quo. Challenging the status quo doesn't mean that you think that the world is off and we should change everything is asking the question is still, is this still relevant? Is this, a, is there a better way to do this? Mm-hmm. And just asking the question and taking the time to reflect on that and, and testing it will dictate if it's the right thing to do or not. And if it is, just if it's not broken, don't fix it, right? Yeah. How do you deal in those situations where if the status quo has been the status quo for so long and it's like a very political organization, how do you manage people who who want to retain power? Like if you look at that attitude, skill, knowledge, accountability Despite the fact that on paper, it makes sense for somebody else to do the task, the person doing the task just wants to retain the power. They don't want to give up. Have you encountered that scenario? Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, we bring it back to the value flow to the customer. We always say, okay, I don't want to say customers come first. Actually, employees and teams come first. But if the team are there to the first priority is to see the value to the customer, then we bring it back to say, okay, hey, listen. According to functional accountability in the process, if we look at the quality checkpoints that we have, you don't add value here. You add value here, right? So by asking, I say it in Spanish all the time, the power of la pregunta, the question. Mm. And I turn it back on them. So we do a lot of, and, and Carolyn DeVest, who is a coach, will kill me for this because uh, we use a, a coaching methodology of transformational coaching saying, Hey, listen, we want to transform you to be able to address this. This is where you add value. So instead of taking away from the individual, we tend to say, Hey, listen, you add more value. So we are providing some guidance feedback in regards to saying negative feedback. And that's kind of that the leadership component of direction, elevation, facilitate, sorry, direction, facilitation, elevation, and celebration, provide good direction, facilitate the work, elevate the individual and celebrate the, the success or win. I think I saw you post something on that today. But I did. I did yeah. actually. 
Nice. See, that's why it's good. It's good, good timing on that. But I, I love you know how that works. So that's fantastic. So guidance, elevate, direction, celebrate, facilitate, putting all of that in place to be able to help move forward towards that place they need to get to. You had mentioned when we first chatted, you said, hey, I want to give people some tools. So you've already given that tool because I think frameworks are really helpful. They're like to, well, to frame people's mm-hmm. thinking and to guide them where, where they're going. Any other tools that are in your toolbox go to that you really wish that our leaders had and that you want to share with them today? Absolutely. Let's let's make a deal. And it, the acronym is DEAL. So D-E-A-L. I'll come back to direction. Your leader, your job is to create direction and expectation. That's number one. Number two is really aligned to the center line that I was talking about is eliminate anything that is not relevant. Make sure that the priorities are straight with you, with your organization and within your team. And don't be afraid from my years in the military. That's the first thing that we did when we we're on special ops is, okay, what's important? What's not? Let's not tackle this. That's our mission. That's our objective, right? Mm-hmm. Number three is automation. Automate as much as you can. Now, asterisks, automation, automate behaviors and systems. We lead people, we manage systems. Don't think that just by getting, don't get me wrong, I'm a huge monday.com advocate, Asana, Trello, whatever you want, but that is not going to help your business make effective decisions. It's an efficient way of storing data to make effective decisions, right? Right. So we lead people to make decisions. The last one is to liberate. So we provide good direction. We eliminate anything and everything. So we set priorities. Now we automate as much as we can. So we've got good directions. We've got effectiveness. We've got efficiency built in. And the last one is liberate. So we liberate time, energy, and resources to either scale the business, grow the business, invest more time, or just go on vacation. (laughs) Right? So liberation is saying, okay, great. This works well. Now I've got time to think. Now I've got time to adjust. Now I've got time to think of a new innovative product. I've got enough money in the bank that we've got good revenue. We've got good profitability. What's the next thing? Mm. The first one is direction. Direction, direction, so- eliminate, automate, liberate. And uh, what, what I like about the, if what I thought I was like, well, how, where do I need to do that in my business? But what I really love about that process is, well, A, it's a process. It's ongoing. You can always do it. Two, it's a context. It's not like, hey, I'm putting a, a, you know, this process for email. It's like, hey, it's a guiding principle that supports your organization for profit, not for profit. And uh, I think it's a really great way to think about, hey, where can, where do I need to steer people? What do I need to get out of? What can I make consistent so it happens always? And then where can I provide some freedom for my people to be able to provide more and ultimately add more value for our customer and our person? Uh, Anything else you want to share about that, Martin? Oh, no, I use it all the time. I even use it to where we want to go on vacation. Where do we want to go? What's the direction? Oh, well, my wife wants at least three weeks off. Okay, so what's reasonable? Okay, eliminate anything that is not too obviously too costy. Automate. Okay, so I tell my EA, find all the places that are within a four-hour flight that is above you know, 40 degrees Celsius on in December, and that's not you know, $50,000 worth of, of money. And then my time is liberated to do work that I need to do to pay for the vacation. 
So, so Mexico or Arizona, basically, that's where you're going to go. Going. So excellent. Have a good time. Awesome, Martin. Well, I so appreciate that. I really like that, you know, it's it's something practical that people can take away. It's one of those things that you can use forever. And I think it's really great advice and guidance, not just for, you could be a one-person business, you could be a 20-person business, you could be a 20,000-person business or a middle manager in any of those situations. I think it helps provide guidelines to support your team and support your people. Mm -hmm. um, anything else you want to share with our listeners today as we wrap up? No, that's good. All right, cool. Where can people uh, find out more about Urgeo and where can they connect with you? Uh, Urgeo.com, U-R-G-E-O.com. Yeah, that's it. Everybody has information is on there. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Martin. I appreciate it. It's been a blast chatting and I'm sure we'll run into each other again. Fabulous. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Folks, uh, thank my guest, Martin Hunter, who is the managing partner at Urgio. One of the things that I will urge you to do is to really look at the frameworks we talked about today. In my experience, you know, 10, 15 years in business, there are those things that you learn that stick with you forever because they're easy and they're effective. And I think this one that I learned today about making a deal will be one of those. So I urge you again to take a look. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Be sure to check out Martin and all the work that he does. And I appreciate you. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. We post twice a week, so you can count on us for your weekly source of content to help you grow and expand as a leader. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider giving us a review. We read every single one, and it helps us make a better show for you, the listener. Also, it helps more people find the show, which means we can help as many people as possible. We appreciate you listening and following along, and we hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. And as Anthony says, until next time. <laughs>